the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA09. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what Boom. You We're back on Wednesday, Taylor. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Are you awake now? Yes. I put my Diet Coke in this martini glass, so I look cooler. I did see you drink out of the martini glass earlier and was like, man, Taylor uh, did not hold her not drinking before going to the grocery store sobriety too seriously. Sometimes to keep, I I did. Sometimes to keep myself amused during the day, I will drink seltzer water out of different glasses. That's fun. Because it's much more fun to drink seltzer water out of a martini glass than it is to just drink it out of the can. So that's why I had a martini glass at my desk. Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, we're back on Wednesday. Uh, We are doomed to fail. We're going to be covering today Taylor's story, which is, I assume, historic and probably not volcano-related. No, we're not doing a volcano today. What are we doing? Are you ready? Okay, great. Um, (laughs) I'm like, oh, is it my turn? Um, Cool. So, wait, did you do an intro? Oh, yeah. Sorry. We are welcome to Doom to Fail. I'm Fars, joined here by Taylor. We cover two stories a week one about true crime, one about history, andor volcanoes, andor engineering disasters. We don't know because the format of our show is like the weather, it changes constantly. Uh, and I'm joined here by Taylor. And I'm Fars. She's Taylor. She's a future corpse. I'm not. Um, I have a couple clarifying points. The shirt says future corpse, which I love. Two, I think that, like, so when I talked about Oklahoma in the last episode, the, the musical, like, it came out in 1943, but it's, like, about the 1800s Oklahoma. You know, it's about, like, frontier Oklahoma. If I, I wanted to clarify that. I feel like that was important. Um, also important is that Patrick Wilson played Curly, the main character in Oklahoma, on Broadway, which is unbelievable. You love Patrick if Wilson. Like- what is What is your thing with Patrick Wilson? He's just a very, very handsome man. He's so he's generic like, looking. He looks like every man. He could I be know. a fireman. He could be a dad. He could be a teacher. He could be uh, a sex offender. I don't, like, he could be any one of those characters. Like He's so generic looking. He's not a sex offender. But, um, I don't think. But I, I don't, I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like him. I like him in the Conjuring movies. I like him in Oklahoma. I just like the guy. Hey, have you seen a Five Nights at Freddy's? That's what it is. No. It's fun. It's on Peacock. If you all haven't seen it, watch it. It's actually a really fun movie. Oh, fun. I will. Sounds good. Unrelated segue. Unrelated segue. Here we go. I said I was going far back this time to ancient, 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 ancient times again, which is lovely. And I know I called Mary Shelley the mother of the monster when I talked about her because she wrote Frankenstein, obviously. Um, But I want to talk about another mother of a monster, Agrippina, who's Nero's mother. Whoa. Cool. All right. So we talked about Nero in episode two. I just re-listened to it. It's the one where I say a lot of ums. <laughs> just kidding. I say a lot of ums in all of them. But it's also the one where I say South Korea a bunch when I met North Korea. And I will never forgive myself for it or you for not telling me. So um, but we you can consider not that to hear about Nero. Or... No, I shouldn't be forgiven. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So my... <laughs> 
my main source for this is by this this woman, Dr. M Emma Southen, who also wrote the book A Fatal Th Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum that I used in my Nero episode. She wrote a book called Agrippina, the Most Extra Extraordinary Women of the Roman World. Hilariously, yesterday, I wasn't even drunk when I did this. I was in the morning. I Instagram messaged the author to ask her a question. I know she saw it because she has read receipts on her Instagram messages, but she did not reply, which I do not blame her for. And please don't block me. <laughs> <laughs> you are so good with these reaching out to authors thing. Uh, I feel like it's not the first time I've been like, hello. And she just like does not answer me. And I'm like, that is fine and totally fair. But um, anyway, so if you recall, Nero was the last Julio-Claudian emperor of Rome. He was a very mean guy got a lot of people killed. He wasn't in town when Rome burned, but he did return to Rome and built a huge golden palace in the ashes. People were like unamused. He was a tyrant. They say like the rumor is that he's the, like if when the Antichrist comes back or comes the first time or whatever, he will look like Nero because that's how bad Nero was and is remembered as. Um, you'll also remember that in the, yeah, in his statues, he has a neck beard. So like, and he's kind of chubby. So you're like, that's a statue, you know. So he probably had more neckbeard in real life. And um, another fun thing he did, he was in our Pompeii episode for a second because do you remember when Pompeii got like their uh, right to have gladiators taken away because they couldn't handle it because they kept having riots. Yeah. Because of Nero, which is kind of funny. Um, his wife was from there. Um, all those things. But um. Oh, he's also the one that won all those musical competitions because he was like the number one fiddler or the, not, the weren't fiddles, but you know what I mean? Like the number one everything. And he was an actor and like all these things. He probably didn't want to be emperor, really. He was just like kind of a rich kid who, who had a, a lot of power, but he became emperor because of his mother. Because his mother like put him in the positions and made some sacrifices and did these things to make sure that he was the one who would be emperor. He... Taylor. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a neck beard. It is like this is not like a gas station neck beard. This is like literally he only grew a beard on his neck. Right. Yeah. Like if I, I guess if I shaved yes. all of this and right. just it's had just a this, it's it looks like the um the underside of like a like a helmet or something like the strap of a helmet. Oh, like he, he has a strap on. Yes. Oh right. my god. Okay. So I don't want to yuck people's yums, but yuck. <laughs> Too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Facial hair. Um, so one thing about history that I talk about a lot that I'm sure you've heard me talk about is there's so much stuff we don't know, right? And history is written by the victors, which means we don't know a lot about people who lost things, you know. And it's also written by the male victors. Women just don't write things down because they haven't been able to. You know, they've been like put in positions where, you know, they're a mother, they die early in childbirth childbirth they're not the scholars um even though i'm certain that they wanted to be or had inclinations to do so they weren't so the fact that we know anything about agrippina is really remarkable because we know very little about the women of ancient times like we know like what they did is like what you know what women did we don't know about like specific women as much as we know about agrippina because she was that special that we hear about her make sense so it's like yeah. interesting that we even know about her because being a woman sucks is that's a sentence I wrote. I wrote. Um, the thing that I messaged, messaged Emma, the author, Dr. Southen, about is, um, was she like Hillary Clinton? Like, why are there so glass ceilings? And I was like, really like riled up. But that's probably also why she didn't reply. So there's that. Wait, what did you ask? Because like, 
I was like, well, is it like a Hillary Clinton situation where like she should have been president or like, you know, but like she couldn't because she was a woman even like in 2016? Because like there are women in the West, like first ladies, like Nellie Taft and Eleanor Roosevelt, Hillary Clinton, who like could and should have been president. You know, like they were like really good at things and they could have done it just because there were women that either like wouldn't have even thought about it or like didn't get it and then there's like michelle obama who's like too smart to want to do it she's like could you imagine no thank you that uh, no absolutely. so our first point of contention here hillary's not president not because she's a woman she's not president she didn't fucking campaign in blue dog democratic states she literally assumed that the union vote would go to her and that's exactly the vote that she did not get which was a hundred thousand people across three states Right, but a whole bunch of stuff happened because she was a woman. I agree, she should have gone to Florida. She didn't, but no, fuck Florida. Florida's gone. Florida's not, every whatever. Like the, the amount of money being dropped in, that's done. That is a done state. Like that's not. That's not. It is definitely not swinging now. But in Hillary's case, if she'd actually campaigned for the union vote in blue dog Democratic states, in the Rust Belt, quote unquote, like she would be president. She literally campaigned wrong. And I'm sure she would have probably had more, more, you know, votes if she wasn't a woman, but she also fucked that up. It's on her. No, totally. But she also was a woman. It's on her for sure. But yes. it also, like, it's on the people who worked for her. But being a woman didn't help her. Like, sure. being Amanda for some reason. Okay. So, we got so to, anyway. Again, again, we agreed. <laughs> ultimately. We agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely, like... Um, yeah, there were a lot of assumptions made, and she should have tried harder. But she she tried so hard. Her people should have done had a better strategy. But also, she was in charge of them. So whatever. Also, okay. Anyway. So if we're really gonna get into the weeds of it, Bill also fucked her. Like she did get fucked over by Bill. <laughs> like being associated with Bill did not help. <laughs> so whatever. This is not a, this That's is not, not a retro true. on the twenty sixteen. <laughs> Let's move on. We've talked about him before. Okay. So anyway. Let's go. Let's stop talking about 2016. Let's talk about You're the one 15. Who wrote to an author see... about this. Well, I, I am riled up about it, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Agrippina. She was born Julia Agrippina, Agrippina the Younger, on November 6th, 15, the year 15, in Cologne, Germany. It wasn't called Cologne at the time, but that's where she was born. Cologne is gorgeous. I went there one time um, after high school, and it's so beautiful. There's so many beautiful, like, cathedrals it wasn't totally like destroyed like dresden was a lot of like german cities were totally destroyed during world war ii um but it, it wasn't and it's very very pretty uh, but she was born there she was one of the most prominent women in the julio claudian dynasty because she's really directly related to like julius caesar and claudius the people who like started rome those are the people that she's a part of she's like part of that like the empire family she was the daughter of the roman general germanicus and agrippina the elder she was the granddaughter of Augustus, who was one of the first Roman emperors. And her father was, when she was, at the time she was born, her father was the nephew and heir apparent of the second emperor, Tiberius. So she was like total royalty. Her dad was going to be emperor. Um, Augustus is also kind of a demigod. Like, like, she thinks she's part god. So she has this idea in her head this whole time that like this godly blood flows through her veins she is part of like the rightful people who should rule rome all of that you Obsessed. know what i mean 
um not really it's just like what she was always told like that's like she like truly believes that just how like people in like a lot of people like believe that god made them king you know oh yeah hey he doesn't help your your narcissism it just like exists was 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 rome just a country back then rome is an empire what do you mean like Like, italy is like okay so right now rome is a city in italy Mm -hmm. so back then what was rome (laughs) rome was like italy wasn't a word it was like Rome, the Roman Empire ruled over the place that like was Italy up through the rest of Europe, all the way up to Britain. It's like about to go over to Britain. And then it goes like east into like Turkey and like Mesopotamia. And then it also goes south into like the top of Africa and Egypt. Cause this is when like Cleopatra and Mark Antony are going to like be around this time as well. So it's like all that like Middle East, all of Europe is a huge thing. And it's all the Roman Empire. So it's like a country. You know? Yes, sort of. It's hard to imagine because, like, Germany, because so she was born in Cologne, where that is now. Her dad's name is Germanicus because he, like, conquered a lot of that, like, German land. But the word Germany didn't exist. It was, like, the German people in Latin or whatever. Um, Like, the country of Germany didn't exist until, like, this is, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s. Before that, it was just like a bunch of different small like principalities and kingdoms and things. And then it got together to be one country. So there's no really like idea of like a country and like right now, because it's just like there's little people that rule all over the place and then they're going to get folded into this empire. And you're in the Roman Empire when Rome brings you things like aqueducts and roads. So when the Roman Empire was in Britain, they were like technically under this tyrannical rule but also did really well and when rome left britain because they needed to go and try to save things in in italy and further south um britain crumbled because no one could, could take care of anything anymore you know it's like brought all this stuff but you should use it but it's here so i think i think the, i think the idea of a country is not really a thing yet right the way we right. think about it borders yeah. are not really a um, thing yeah yeah or they're like everywhere, you know, because you're like all of a sudden you're in this person's land and this person's land or whatever. Or like, as a as a regular dude, you're like, I don't know, man, who am I paying taxes to today? You know, right. you're trying to like not die and 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 who knows. But um, but yeah. So she was born in Germany. Her dad was like a really big general. People really really liked him. Um, there's a lot of nicknames in this story in this family. There's tons of people named Nero, Agrippina, Agrippa, Julia, Claudius, Lucius. Like there's just these same names over and over again. Um, but I think it's also a really distinctly Roman, ancient Roman thing to know a lot about your ancestry. So the Dan Carlin, where he talks about the Roman Empire, he opens talking about Julius Caesar and how Julius Caesar's house had a room with like statues and death masks and like basically heads, like statue heads of his ancestors going back generations. Like they would, and they would be like, these are the people who are going to be disappointed in you if you like don't do this and like aren't successful and all of that. So there was like a lot of like, you knew who your family was if you were rich going back a really long time and you were like, I come from warriors, I come from emperors, I come from kings. So like you, and I'm like, they know that now with like the royal family, but like my family, I know my great, great grandma, but like, that's it. You know? I didn't know that. They don't even know that far, that far back. 
Yeah. So that was a, that was a big part of it too. Um, so Agrippina was part of this like royal line. She was expected to be successful, but ex- be successful at being a woman. You know, like have a lot of babies. You know, have boys, things like that. That was what an expectation of her. Her mother, Agrippina the Elder, had a ton of babies. She had nine kids. Um, like before she was thirty, like really fast and loose with the babies and um her dad was kind of traveling around europe conquering these little principalities everybody loved him everybody thought he was going to be emperor she was like things were good unfortunately her dad dies in turkey uh probably of some disease that was killing everyone you know everyone dies right. of disease and everyone everyone was so sad her mother made a huge show of like bringing his ashes into rome to be entombed um all the people in the story are cre- are cremated so she has his ashes and and it's you know a big deal um he was only 33 so he was 33 he had nine children and he was like going to be emperor when he died so now agrippina and her siblings are in rome their great uncle tiberius who was the uncle of their dad is now the emperor so they have like good stuff going on they're like doing well you know what i mean yeah they're like minor prince and princesses or whatever <laughs> martini glasses my so out of my martini glass. not that martini glasses are easy to drink out of they really i know i was gonna say because every time you do it you gotta like move the like half your headset i know it's like it's, i'm like shaking um Okay, so now Agrippina is in Rome. She's rich. She's expected now to become a wife and a mother and, and do all that. So she gets married when she's 13 to a guy named Gnaeus Domastu Abder. Oh my God, Abderus. Wow. Let's call him Gnaeus. That was terrible. Anobarbus. Anobarbus. And um, hey, did you see the TikTok I made where I pronounced the name of your last episode? No, I looked it up and I like I I put it on Instagram and I looked it up, but I think I said it right. But now I can't remember what it is. But um, anyway, the, the very Russian. So also, if anyone speaks Latin and wants to give us these these, pronunci- these pronunciations, you're welcome to. But so when she's 13, she gets married in the year 28. He's not great. He's like twice her age, so he's like almost 30, and no one likes him. So one one historian describes him as a man who was in every aspect of his life detestable. So this guy sucks. Jesus. And um, something about Roman weddings, uh, when she got married, the the way that it would work is she would start at her home and she would get all dressed up and she'd put on a veil and like, you know, wear all these jewels. And then she would walk to his house and someone would carry her over the threshold. And they did that because if you like accidentally tripped, because you couldn't really see because you had a veil over your face. If you accidentally tripped walking into your new home, that was a bad omen. So they just wanted to take that out of the equation and lift you up over the husband didn't necessarily have to even be there. He wasn't really seen to be like a part of it. So you could have a wedding ceremony without him and he would come home and be like, oh, I have a wife now. I was out shopping or whatever. So. Well, easy going. Who knows if he was there or not, but they're married. Um, she, there's some bad rumors about him. Um, he was just, he just was not a very nice person. Um, he killed a, he killed someone one time at a party because they didn't drink as much as he wanted them to. He was like trying to get them to drink and they didn't. So he killed them. He ran over a child playing with a doll like in the street. He pulled, poked someone's eye out because they made fun of him like at, at an event. He was charged in many different ways with adultery, incest, treason, gambling, cheating, a lot of things. He was just like not a good guy. And he was also Nero's dad. So Nero was born in 37. It was which is actually a lot later than they got married. It was like, you know, 10 years later 
when they when they had Nero, which is weird because her mom was so fertile. Like you would think that she would have had more babies with him, but maybe they just like tried to avoid each other because he was so awful. Was well, so she was twenty five? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um. So he's her only child. Um. The when they asked his dad what he thought about having a son, he said. Quote, I don't think anything produced by me and Agrippina could possibly be good for the state or the people. Wow. It's not very nice. And sounds like they fought all the time. They named him Lucius he was Domitius right. and Herbarius. He was totally right, right? Maybe that's not true because he was so right. But yeah, they said that. So it was also a thing when you had a baby, um, the they would take the baby and they would put it on the floor and then the dad would have to accept it or not. And he would accept it by picking the baby up and then like taking it as his own. So they, so he, he picked him up and, and he, you know, took him into his family. How, um, how do you not accept? I mean, like if you think that your wife was like potentially having an affair and it could be someone else's baby, you know, then you look at it and you're like, Oh, you know, I don't think it's mine or maybe it like has a deformity and you're like, I don't want it. So you don't pick it up. And you just like walk away from it. And then you don't have to deal with anything because you just can like get rid of it because you never, it was yes. never yours. Yes. You know, um, Nero was also born breech, which means that he was either like foot first or butt first, which is like really hard. If you have a breech baby now, they'll do a, 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 a C-section, but in that, case obviously they couldn't so it was like a really really difficult birth and we know about it because Agrippina wrote about it in her memoirs so she actually wrote down like a lot about her life and she had put this in here kind of like a battle story like I went through this really terrible thing like having this breech baby and um and I survived and he survived and we don't have her memoirs anymore like they no longer exist but we know that she wrote them because Pliny the Elder wrote about it this guy was everywhere. And why is he in every story? Yeah. And so I'm like, he was everywhere, but I guess he's the one that wrote everything. So that's why he's everywhere. <laughs> you, know? you just know you've got to call plenty when something big happens. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What a life that like you, we are still reading your book, you know, 2000 years later and you died in Pompeii and like all the stuff that we know about you. Like, that's pretty, pretty wild. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Do you remember what Nero did after he killed his his wife from the, the really bad thing that he did? He married that he created a castrated eunuch boy as his lover. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he like pretended that he was a dead wife um, for so that he could, and he married that boy. So terrible. And after Nero had done that, I mean, it's kind someone of said that they wished that it's not. Mm-mm. I mean, he really loved I'm his so wife. I'm so sorry that I kicked you. He kicked her to death. And then he married a castrated boy and pretended that it was her for the for the rest of his life. Okay, maybe it's not that romantic. <laughs> I don't know if romantic is the right word. But, um, but later people would say that they wish that Nero's dad had buried a castrated boy instead of Agrippina because then Nero never would have been born. So Aww. it's kind of funny. We, we, they just don't like any of these people. So anyway, the, her first husband dies in 41 of edema, which is when your body like bloats and like retains a lot of fluids and you basically die. So he died from that. And during this time, Agrippina's brother becomes the emperor. And 
there's like a lot of stuff that happens about like yada yada her brother is now the emperor his name is caligula and incidentally caligula means little boots it's like a cute little nickname you'd give to a kid because his parents loved him it's kind of cute he hated it his name was gaius but he like people called him caligula he like didn't like he's like i'm in charge now don't call me that you know but he got it because when his dad was you know going around germany and on all these things he loved they loved gaius so much that they would bring him to all the battles and give him like a little baby like armor roman armor thing and like a little baby roman armor hat and like little shoes and they'd be like oh he's got little boots that's fun that's why he's called caligula which is cute and he didn't like it obviously as he got older um but you know, I think I'm going to say Caligula because it's more fun to say than Gaius. Who knows? But this is Agrippina's first real taste of power, and it's shown in two ways. Um, first, she's given the honors of the Vestal Virgins. Do you know who the Vestal Virgins were? No. They're like these women, and you're supposed you're supposed to be a Vestal Virgin for like, you know, of decades of your of your life if you're given this honor, and they keep the fire of Rome lit like a literal fire they just have to like tend to this fire and they're given all these privileges like they can go places without an escort they can they don't have to like ask man's permission to do things like they're given a lot of power so her and her sisters were given those those things that the vessel virgins had which is a really big deal that she was able to do stuff without having like a man with her but they're not virgins makes sense well she isn't because she has a baby right and her Sisters probably aren't either, but um, and who That's knows if the vessel virgins were really virgins? Yeah, okay, okay. It's just the honors of the vessel virgins. Got it. I mean, the vessel virgins were supposed to not be married, so technically, I think they were supposed to be virgins, but who knows? Got it. it really happened. Um, um, so this is the one thing that I said I would tell you last week about the etymology of the word fascism. Remember oh, yeah. I mentioned, mentioned that last week? So one of the things that w- she would do um, when she was, uh, you know, at this point, she could go into town, but she would have, like, um, guards and people, like, you know, with her to make sure that no one hurt her. And the guards would hold um, these bundles of sticks. The word bundle in Italian is fascio. And they would hold these bundles of sticks and they kind of walk in front of her. And um, they would carry it and act like they were just like carrying this wood and like everything was fine no big deal but in the wood was an axe so they could at any point kill you which is the idea that like they're pretending everything is fine but at any point you can be axed to death is where where fascism comes from interesting okay yeah um the second thing that that she did you would think it'd be more like directly tied you would think like nero would be like the reason why the name makes the you know there's other things. There were other problems yeah. in Rome to name it after than a bundle of sticks with an axe inside of it, whatever. Totally. But I think it's the fact that it was, like, hidden and that, like, you're pretending that everything was okay and then, like, really anyone could right. be killed at any time. Right. And Nero definitely did that. Like, of course, if you piss right. Nero off, he would kill you. Um. So... The other thing that gave her a lot of power is she was put on a coin with her sisters. So Caliglia... Caligula is on the front and her and her two sisters are on the back and they were the first living women on coins it's like a really big deal there's a whole bunch of coins in this um so some people are like that's great others are like we don't love this we don't love him being around with his sisters so much and they accuse Caligula of having this like complicated incest plot with his sisters and his sister Drusilla's husband Lepidus so people were like they're just having like a sexy 
incest thing and like accusing them of this over and over again um to like i don't know to like talk shit about caligula okay and and um but one thing that is, is true is that he loved his sister Drusilla the most. He just loved her. He just like he was obsessed with her. When she died, he was so depressed they started to be terrible at ruling. So Agrippina worked with Lepidus, her sister's widower, to kill Caligula, her brother. And it doesn't work. They get caught, and Lepidus gets um, gets executed, and. Agrippina and her other sister, Lavilla, have to go to an island to be exiled for a while. And Nero is taken away from her. He's gone somewhere else. So it also reminds me at one point, um, Caligula had been exiled before he was emperor. I can't remember exactly how this happens, but when he was a teen, he got exiled to Capri. And he was with Tiberius, the emperor. And they sort of kept him as a child when he should have been growing up. So he definitely didn't have like the emotional maturity other people had because he hadn't done a lot of things because he had been like locked up for a while but like on capri like i don't know crummy river i don't know? know what capri is it's a beautiful island in italy is it that's that's it it's gorgeous yes i've been there and it's beautiful um it's and also like the the island that agrippina was exiled to was called ponza it's a volcanic island so it's beautiful as you know um and obviously like she wasn't like put on the beach with like nothing you know she, there were like she had tons of like enslaved people to take care of her it wasn't like she was by herself i don't understand like if i i'm looking at capri now and i'm like dude if this was my life and i'm looking at the food there it's just about? like why are you even fighting why are you doing anything and it was just like that for him like he had tons of stuff he wasn't like yeah he wasn't poor he was like rich exile to an island like I'm not the bad food looks so simple. Like it's just like tomatoes, oh, olive oil, like parsley, pasta, yeah. like shrimp, freshly caught. Obvious. Like it's just like, dude, just do that. Just, you don't need to. Yeah. Wear a crown. Like just hang out. Yeah, totally. So I know um, this is also for our audience, not for you. But there's a book um, called Circe about Circe, who was the the goddess who was in the in like the Iliad, where um, Odysseus like stays with her on her island for a while but like her backstory is that like she was exiled to this island by like the gods but in the island in the book seriously that came out a couple years ago she like lives in this like cool cavernous castle on the island by herself with lions so she has like cats around and then she spends all day just like weaving and like doing crafts and then when she's hungry she opens up this magic cabinet and inside of it there's always bread and wine and cheese and i'm like that sounds amazing. Yeah, if I could sign just me up. Be myself and do crafts all day and eat wine, cheese, and bread. Nap whatever you want. Yeah, like okay, sure, whatever. So, anyway, she was exiled, and then she ends up coming back. Um, but there's a lot of like exiling people instead of killing them and all of that. Um, eventually Caligula gets assassinated, and there's some other things that happen. It's possibly there's a plot against him by Agrippina to keep Nero in the line, which makes sense because it's everything that she lived for. Like she wanted her her son to be to be emperor, but also like it was her brother, so kind of who cares? But I guess she tried to kill him before, so she obviously didn't really care. So she um her husband dies while she's in exile and she's trying to find a new husband and space for nero she goes um she ends up going back to rome because her brother gets assassinated and now claudius who is agrippina's uncle her father's brother 
becomes emperor. So he's the uncle to Caligula, the emperor who just got got assassinated, and to Agrippina. Got it? Yes. It's com- There's a complicated family tree in this that I'm not going to write down. So she's the only person um, left from her family now. Her, her family has all been killed in certain different ways. Um, Claudius has a wife named Messalina, and she has Agrippina's sisters killed for some reason. So there's all sorts of things, and Agrippina's trying to like inch her way back into power. She ends up marrying a dude named Crispus, who's rich but a little weird. He died and he left her a lot of money. So people think that she may have killed him or like had him poisoned because to get all the money to be inherited. But also like he's weird. There's a weird story that Pliny the Elder wrote where like Crispus like fell in love with a tree and he like loved this tree and he would like pour wine in it and kiss it and like pretend that he was like hanging out with it. Sounds like he has a slight mental defect that went undiagnosed. Yeah, so it's not great. So she's married to that that rich guy. He died. However he died, she ended up with a lot of money. So she's just like living her life and like getting Nero ready to potentially be emperor. In the meantime, Claudius is married to Messalina, and they have a son named Britannicus. So Britannicus, we talked about him in the Nero episode. We'll get back to him. He's younger than Nero. He'll always be a child to history because he never grows up. Um, Claudius also has a bunch of daughters, but who cares? Because they're girls. And um, so in a bid to help her son be emperor, Messalina conspires against Claudius and she gets killed. So now Claudius is single and still emperor. Agrippina's around, hanging out with people. There's like, she's obviously like sleeping with people and hanging out, but like, whatever. Um, there's some like, some of the stories that we have about her are like about her sex life. And like, I think I mentioned this back at the very beginning with Catherine the Great, like, that's not the most interesting thing about you, but it's what we have written down. So it's like what we have about her and who knows what's true and what isn't. But something, you know, now like the Julio-Claudian empire are kind of like hanging in a, hanging in a balance. Um, and they decide that Agrippina will marry Claudius, who is the emperor, who is her uncle. And that is illegal. Amazingly. That is, that is bad. When like all these like, first cousins are getting married but marrying your uncle is bad so they have to change the law to be able to get married so she's married he's like a lot older than her obviously he's like her dad's brother but they get married and he um oh i play okay so it's against the law and they get the law changed but not after he said this he says he calls her in one of his speeches my daughter and foster child born and bred in my lap so to speak yeah. he marries her yeah i know it's it, it's exactly what happens in the Game of Thrones dragon show. Like the uncle and the niece get married, and it's awful. <laughs> like they say, they're like we're super happy, and you're like, are you? It's gross. It's your uncle. So now she's married to the emperor. She's empress, so she's on coins again. This is her second time on coins. Things are going going well. One of Claudius's kids is a a woman named Octavia. And Agrippina wants Octavia to marry Nero to make him more po- or more um like more popular, more in line. So poor Octavia had been married to someone, and Agrippina demanded that she married Nero. So they accused her fiance of incest with his sister, which is like, okay, you just married your uncle. You're gonna start like throwing the incest <laughs> card around to other people. Like kind of not the time, but it's, she does that. that. Is, and he- that is worse though. Brother and sisters worse. Yes. Okay. Uncle incest True, but beats out 
brother sister incest. And brother sister incest yeah. beats out parent child incest. Mm hmm. Opposite. Not beat the. Like, this is worse. Yeah, yeah I'm, go I'm going from worse. Yeah. Wait, I'm going from best to worst yeah. versions of incest. Gross. It's all bad. Yeah. So, unfortunately, poor um, Octavia's first love dies by suicide after all these accusations. So, that sucks to be him. Um, so, okay. Claudius's daughter is Octavia. Claudius adopts Nero because he's married to Nero's mom slash his niece, Agrippina. That's when they give him the name Nero is when he's adopted by the emperor. Claudius has to disown Octavia so that Nero won't marry his sister. Because otherwise, they would, they would technically be, like, step-siblings. So he has to disown Octavia. So she's, like, a different person. But she's also, like, his cousin. She's not, like, not related to him. But first cousins are fine. So he marries his cousin slash stepsister. Okay. This yeah. the, the family tree here is, like, it's, like, when you read the Bible and it's, like, this guy's related to that guy and that guy's the son of that guy. And it's, like, Jesus, like, just, it's all politically motivated. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so just some like fun little stories that happened during this time. So Nero is like a teenager, but he's married to Octavia. If you'll remember, everybody really liked her. She was like, she was like, okay, I'll just, I'll be a good wife. You know, all, all the things. Eventually Nero does have her, has her killed and people are really sad about it. Um, he, Nero kind of like is like, it's exactly like Game of Thrones dragon version. What is that show called? Life of the Dragon Dead I don't. Dragons. I don't know. I, you're not going to be surprised to hear that I've never seen that show. Wait, um, dragon. Anyway, exactly like that because he like sneaks out and like you know goes to bars in the middle of the night. He probably has a bunch of illegitimate kids. You know, he's just like a like a, a teenager just going out there, even though he's married to Octavia. Some fun things that happened to Agrippina while she's empress. So she. Um, they turned Cologne, the city that she was born in, into a little colony called Colonia Claudia Ara Agrippinus, or Agrippinusium. Um, and it's like a little colony for veterans to go and like live their lives and do crafts. And they become glass manufacturers. And that's where a lot of like beautiful glass comes from that part of Germany. That's cool. It's the first colony ever to be named after a Roman woman, which is cool. Um, she was given a really fancy carriage that was reserved for priests um so she was really like becoming like powerful in her own right she became like the head of some like factions of the praetorian guards of like the armies um she would also sometimes wear wear clothes that were kind of like stepping over some boundaries so she'd wear like a cloak that she shouldn't wear or a color she shouldn't wear just like be a little bit more powerful than like maybe she should have been as a woman so she's kind of like starting to step into these spaces um a fun thing that's an another aside is she was friends with the dude named narcissus so like everyone has the same name i don't know he was an engineer so actually i thought about this when you were talking about engineering disasters because i got one for you they decided to drain the Fusine Lake in Italy because they needed that land for farming and they needed to divert the water. So to drain the lake, they built these massive underground tunnels. But they built them like by hand. Like, there was no dynamite. There were no power tools. Like by hand built these huge underground tunnels. And then they had this big party and they had this fake battle in the lake with 20,000 people and like all these boats pretending to have this mock battle doing all these things at the end of the battle they like hit a button and the, the lake was supposed to drain and it didn't <laughs> like, nothing <laughs> happened 
and everybody was like really embarrassed. And then a couple months later, they tried it again and it drained too fast and everyone almost drowned. Jesus. Like, Agrippina Wait, they were doing and, the battle in and Claudius. Were like, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. It's like a big spectacle, you know? And then the second time, they didn't have the battle. They just had like some people on the water and then they. They were like eating at like a banquet table and then the water like rushed in and everybody almost drowned. So that's fun. She also somehow met um, King Herod, like of the Bible, the guy who killed all the babies. But I can't really remember, figure out exactly how they met, but this is, the, it's Bible times during this time. Um, so you'll remember from episode two that her and Nero conspired to kill Claudius, her husband slash uncle slash the emperor, probably with poison. Remember they had that witch in the basement? Yeah, yeah. Is that familiar? So this witch in the basement who like poisons people and they give Claudius poison and he doesn't die because he's like a big fat guy who loves eating and drinking. So he's used to having like a ton of like food and all these different things. And then he ends up like and he ends up throwing up because he drank like a barrel of wine. So he didn't get poisoned. That's when drinking can save a life. hilarious. Exactly. So he, like that guy on the Titanic, remember that story, like that cook on the Titanic who um, was like, yeah, every five minutes I'll go back to my room and just like drink more whiskey. And then in the end they were like his like blood temperature like never went down because he was so drunk. He was so like, smart. Like, good for him. Yeah. Something to go out. Um, so, um, so and eventually they do, they do kill Claudius with poison. Um, Wikipedia counts 12 people who died directly because of Agrippina, whether or not she like had them killed or killed them directly. Um, it was probably more with like political decisions and things that she made. But when he died, um, when Claudius died, she really wanted to control the narrative. Um, she wanted Nero to become emperor. Nero had already drowned Britannicus, his stepbrother. So like he was already gone. So he was, he was the one to do it. Um, but right away, you can tell that people were whispering to Nero, like, your mom is trying to do something. Like, she's trying to take your power. She's trying to do things. And so she was on coins for the third time. She was around. Um, she was always behind the scenes, um, but never actually like allowed, in- allowed into the Senate. She couldn't actually do those things because she was still a woman. She tried one time to like kind of go in and he wouldn't let her and it was embarrassing. So like, you know, she's a little bit like they're starting to kind of separate their intentions her and nero um he was young but he was like roman royalty young like he'd been through a lot um it's possible that agrippina was trying to get britannicus to be in power and then nero had him drowned so now he tries to kill her do you remember how he tries to kill his mom you don't have to remember this i do not he stages a shipwreck and tries to get the ship to crash and have her die have her drown in that shipwreck essentially like who cares about everybody on the ship let's deliberately sink the ship so that my mom drowns and no one knows that i did it this seems needlessly complicated push her have someone push her downstairs like it is much easier yeah they said that before she died um like years before she died she went to see a psychic and the psychic said um her son will be emperor, but he will kill her. And she said, let him kill me, provided he becomes emperor. So she, Jeez. that's probably not true, but you know, 
that's like the thing that she has. Eventually, um, there's a lot of re- different stories about how she died, but he sent a slave to stab her for him. And so the slave stabbed her like in a palace somewhere. They had had like a really nice night of like hanging out and then he put her on this boat that like almost crashed and she got home and she was like traumatized and then he had someone come and stab her. So it took a while to kill her. He probably tried to poison her too, but she was probably one of those people like everyone should be at this time where you like try to make yourself immune to different poisons. You know, he should have just tried the homeless guy stabbing her in the first place. I know. So, yeah. Anyway, she's here. That's how she dies. She wasn't the first woman woman that Nero killed, um, but you know she got what she wanted. Her son became emperor. Um, she died in fifty nine. She was only forty four. So she had been married three times. All three of her husbands had died, and her son ended up killing her um, in in a really weird way and then later after nero was overthrown and he was killed um they did build a statue of her at some point because they you know used her as a good example of like a roman woman and a roman mother but she was um yeah she had just been through a lot in 44 years and it was a crazy she lived a big 44 years a big 44 years i mean she was like Exiled a couple times. She was on coins three times. She lived in these like beautiful places. She had the ear of the emperor in many different ways. She traveled all over. You know, pretty pretty cool. I mean, for a woman, that's the way to do it. You should be rich <laughs> and not die in childbirth. That's another big another key. And have your so, kid hire a homeless man to kill you by stabbing you in the back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think he was he was an enslaved person. He wasn't necessarily homeless, but yes. We don't know. We don't know if the man, the enslaved guy, had a home. Write <laughs> write write know. that author. You should write that author and ask for that. I'm afraid she's going to block us. I'm writing it from <laughs> our our team Instagram, so who knows? <laughs> she's gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna tag her when I say this was my main source for this book. So for this podcast, so I'm sure yeah, she'll yeah. love it. Well, hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully this will come around, and then you can do your next interview. You can do your next author interview. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. So funny, so fun. I mean, I would love it. I think she's too famous for me. What so, what what made you want to go back to ancient Rome? There's so much ancient stuff that I haven't gone. Um, you know, I'm, I spend so much time in like, the last 500 years. So I was trying to tell a story from like before again. And I also have always wanted to read this book. So I wanted to go back and read it. Um, and also, I know one of our part of our um, surprise that we're doing in for for our fans in the future, um, we're going to be talking a lot more about women's history. And I this is a really big one, I think, is like one of the first like one of the Roman the Roman women that we know the most about because we don't know a lot about a lot of them and even what we know about rome is just like all from Pliny the elder because he happened to write everything down but like there's plenty of people who didn't write shit down but we just like happen to know this like little tiny bit of it and we get we catch this glimpse of a woman who you know worked really hard and then we catch a glimpse of her and other women's stories as well like i think it's very close to to an anne boleyn who she you know let herself be executed so her daughter could be queen essentially you know, really like boil it down. So, so these women who you know, do everything for their families, for their sons, for their children, and um, history just like gets a little snippet of them. And then some historians, like ancient historians, sexist historians, are like, you know, she was a, you know, she just like slept around and she wanted all this power. But then you're like, well, so did everyone else. You know, 
Like, okay, so literally everyone else. She's Taylor, a human. would you let yourself be executed so that your kids could be city commissioners? Absolutely not, no. I think that, no. Senators, no. U.S. senators. Mm, no. I, I don't yeah. think, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think I have that. I don't think, I think that's fine. I feel like they also, yeah, I'd be like, nah, I think that they can just get regular jobs. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't have the, I don't have that royal bloodline. So what do I know? You know, it's, you, you might, you can only go world, back the same world. You can You're only right. go back to your great grandparents. That's so true. Maybe this is all just because I have some sort of ancient Roman bloodline when the, maybe I'm related to Agrippina because her dad was like in Germany. So I, maybe he was like fucking around with some of my people and we're related somehow. I mean, we're all related. You said you but there's only a thousand of us. And we're all related. <laughs> and we're all oh related. my God, it goes back so close. Oh my goodness. You're right. We're pretty much this royalty. This is a story about me. This is about yes. me. <laughs> oh, I'll... <laughs> yes. Yes, it um, is. Yes. Almost exactly mirrors my life um, and the times I've been exiled. So, Take a break. Yeah. That's it. Lovely. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. uh, our little journey back. You know what I was thinking while you were talking? I was like, man, somebody should really make a movie about the fall of the Roman Empire. I'm, I'm sure they have. You think? There's a there's literally a TV show called Rome that was on like HBO for a while, a while ago. I'm going to go back and listen to Dan Carlin's Roman episode. Oh, my God. It's, it's like 10 hours of content. It's not like an episode. It's probably longer than 10 hours to be realistic, but yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful. Um, um, yeah. Sweet. 12 out of well, thanks for sharing. Is there anything you want to share before we, we hop off? Um, yeah. My, fr- my friend Lonnie texted me um, laughing about how, when we were talking about all the pepper that the Romans got from Indonesia. And I said, that's not my opinion. It's just colonialism. She thought that was really funny. So thank you, Lonnie for laughing at that and if anybody finds my jokes funny let me know i need validation text Fars. let them know um send us an email um send us an email at doomedfeldpod at gmail.com you can instagram message us um i won't leave you on red like i've been left on <laughs> really blown this woman's spot up <laughs> oh my god she's so cool she's gonna block me in two seconds so i just want to do it as i get as i get in there um, but yes, follow cool. us on the socials at Dubnafel Pod. The email is dubnafelpod at gmail.com. And we will join y'all again next week. Sounds Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Bye, all.